This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. To understand him, you must spend time with him. All right? And so the more time I spend with God, the more I get to understand all I need to know about God. So today we want to get into a place of understanding the whole purpose of this, uh, what the world calls Easter season. What is it? What does it really mean? What is the purpose? Well, Pastor, I've heard it taught over and over. Yeah, but what part do you play? Because we all play a part, whether we want to or not. Somebody say amen. All right. So today I want you to turn with me to Genesis. Uh, first, turn with me to Colossians 1 and 16. Colossians 1, 16. Let's go to work and let's talk about today. Man, this sermon today, the name of this sermon is so ideal. I think it's 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 wild, but it's called. Is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Let's talk about that today. Is it me? But before we do, let's let's lay some groundwork on some things. First things first, one of the things I want you to understand is that a created being, write this down or listen to it real intently, a created being does not have power to create only to take what already exists and receive it or fashion it into something else. A created being, now watch this, you have to understand this because sometimes we we think we have been given the power to create Amen. But in reality, did you? Somebody say amen. See, one of the things about resurrection and Resurrection Sunday is that God has given you things. And because he's given you things, if you don't realize what has been given, you can't put your faith towards what he has already done for you. Does that make sense? So and first things first, I have to get to the place where I am balancing my faith, where I am balancing my faith, which what we call grace. Amen. And grace is God's omnipotent power that works on the behalf of a believer. It's God's ability working for you to get what you, giving you what you didn't deserve, but you need. Somebody say amen. All right. Now watch this because there's some things we need to see. So first thing first, let's go here. That God, a created, I want to say it again, a created being does not have power to create, only to take what already exists and receive it or fashion it into something else. (laughs) Amen. I got to be careful what I fashion that what God gives me. Watch this. For him, for by him were all things. Everybody say all things. Everybody say it one more time. All things created that are in and that are. All right. Did y'all catch that? He just made a statement that said everything that was created, I already done it. So you got to catch up with what was created. 
Does that make sense? See, because if he says in Ephesians 1, 3, now I'm going to throw some scripture, but you just listen. If he says in Ephesians 1, 3, I have already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, then it is your responsibility now to take that which was already given. Does that make sense? All right. I don't have the power to create. I have the power to take that which was created and I can do a few things with it. I can receive it or I can pervert it. And if I'm not careful, I'm asking, is it me? Because the asking, is it me, says I have now taken something that was good and I perverted it. I want to show you that God is always trying to get you to his good. Because everything that he created, when he created it, it was good. But if it was everything was good, why did we have bad? Because somebody touched it. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me? Somebody has touched something and perverted it. And whenever you touch something and make it something outside of its purpose, you have now perverted it. Does that make sense? All right. Because God, he created everything. Look at this. Look what Jesus says. For the word of God says, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and. Oh, man, that invisible is important because that's what I'm going to pull into the visible. All right. Now watch this. Or dominions or principalities. Oh, my God. So do you catch that? Or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So everything that was created was created really to be a blessing. You were created to be a blessing. Oh, isn't that awesome? You missed something or maybe you didn't where he said or principalities. I don't know about you, but every demonic spirit that was created was not created bad. Every demon that exists was not bad at one time was not bad. I'm going to show you everything that existed on earth was at one point good. God doesn't make bad things. And I'm going to show you something that God always is doing something to bring good back. Especially to his believers, to his children. Look what Romans 8 and 28 says. Oh, man, did I skip one already? Did I say Genesis? Okay, let's go to Genesis. Then we'll come to Ephesians. Y'all right? Or uh, Romans. Let's go to uh, Genesis 1, 31. All right. God is an awesome God. Somebody say amen. Amen. God is into, I got to get to this place where we are continually walking in unity. I'm finding out that there are characteristics that exist in people that calls us not to walk together. And the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And whether you like it or not, some of us allow certain characteristics to get on us and we start acting a certain way and we're acting out of what God's word says we should. (laughs) And when we do that, we have to ask the question, is it me? Because before we're done today, you have to settle that in your heart. Is it me? Is it me? Do I walk away or do I betray Jesus? Is it me? Am I the one that will betray him? Or is it, am I the one that will betray my brother? Or my sister who I can love? 
who I see and say I love, but am I that one who will betray? Because betrayal is a strong thing. And you have to ask yourself today, is it me? It was funny how I was coming to this. I had taught a little bit about this before. And it's, it's amazing how when you re-research the things that God speaks to you about things you thought you had covered and knew, but you see differently. He allows you to open the door and see different things. And you have to ask that question because you live at a point where you have to decide, is it me? What will it cost? How, how much money will I give to betray? What would it take to betray? Because everything in itself is good. It had first started out that way. Someone had to touch it to make it something different. Y'all getting anything? This is good because we're, we're going to get to this place called the cross. But what's the sense in talking about the cross if we don't know what it took to get there? And you're going to find out, you're going to be shocked at who put Jesus on the cross. Amen. And see, if we don't, you ever heard that? You ever heard this? You ever heard, if you don't understand your history, am I saying that correct? You're destined to repeat it. If you don't pay attention to some in society and some things that have happened in life, you will repeat the same thing over and over and over. And you're wondering why are we in the same place? Because you didn't learn anything. Somebody say, man, I'm here to learn today. Hunt your neighbors out. I want to learn all I possibly can. We're in this season, but we should know what it's all about. Believers should understand why he went to the cross. Believers should understand who this other guy is we talk about today. Because you say you're not that guy, but characteristics say something different. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was. Everybody say it again. And let's read it from the beginning. And somebody say, and who? saw everything that and man I love that everything did you you did you many of us saw that the movie that we just saw and one part of the movie that I liked was when they told was the guy's name Mac they told him go to Jesus and see what he does and he was creating And Jesus was saying, watch this. Okay, praise the Lord. All right. I thought that was awesome to be able to say, because we see the Godhead in operation and we see how the Godhead works together as one. Powerful thing. All right. Now watch this. Romans 8.32. Oh, no, 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 no. Romans 8.28. I'm pulling from here. Glory to God. Is God good? We are going to get to a place where we kill Certain things in our lives, certain things in our life we have to do away with. Not if we're going to be a believer, not if we're going to be a worshiper. One thing we had stated last week uh, is that the more I spend in the presence of God, the more I should act like him. 
the more I should talk like him. And the presence of God is not you just going into a prayer closet or somewhere. The presence of God you invoke all day, every day. You got to invoke the presence of God sometimes when you're driving in a car. Matter of fact, he said, I'll never leave nor forsake you. So that presence should always be around you. Somebody say amen. All right. Glory to God. Sometimes we forget, and the wife and I were talking, sometimes we forget that God is still watching. God still cares for us. You know, one of the things I want you to understand, God is in the multiplication, get it right, multiplication. He wants the church to multiply. He's in the addition. He wants it to add it, be added to. And he's in the subtraction. Believe it or not, he's in the subtraction. There are certain things he wants eliminated from your life. But one thing that I found out about God, he's not in the division. Are y'all listening to me? So where there is division, it can't be God. He even told us in Galatians 3, I mean, James 3 and 18, he says, you know, where there's envy and strife, there's every evil work. So we can't have certain things because certain things in us cause us to act out a certain way. You're going to see today by illustration what we allow to get in us will allow us to act a certain way. And then when we act a certain way, we're acting out of what God has given us, which was good, and to something that is demonic, which is bad. See, because when anything is touched that is perverted, you touch love, it turns to hate. You notice that? Okay, let's go on. Is God good? All right, we, we, we're getting there. Somebody said he's going to get us there. Whenever you take truth and you get it touched, by something that's not God, it becomes a lie. Once truth becomes a lie, it then becomes perpetrated and carried out over and over again. And if you're not careful, you're carrying a lie. And when you carry that lie, the end of the lie is death. Somebody say amen. All right. Look where, where, where did I tell you go? Romans 8, 28. Look what the Bible says. Everybody say, I'm ready. And no, we know that, and we know, everybody ready to read, and we know that, that all things work together. Oh, stop. Do you see that? Before I even get to the love, them that love him, I guess we got to add love him in. Because love, see, we're going to find out today, there's a lot of people saying, I love you, but do they really love you? See, because sometimes with some people, you may have to ask the question, is it you? There are people that look like they're on, their t- on your team, but they may not be on your team. I found in life, I'm going to tell you something. I found in life, every move of God, I found, or I won't say like this, every, almost every move of God, and every, even when God has you move in the direction he desires for you to go, I found out there's always going to be a Judas. Sound off. No, no. One, two, three, four. Keep going. That was good, Debbie. You're, you're good. Go. One, two, three, four. 
Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, look, they didn't know it was going to be a pop quiz. Glory to God. And the pop quiz was just follow the number. <laughs> all right. That's all right. That's all right. Hey, we're going to count in order. All right. And we didn't know. We didn't know. Amen. Because I just said, because even baby girl said she thought it was going to be one, two, one, two. Amen. So I did see that's what happens when we don't have directions. We act on our own. And that's what happens when it comes to the word of God. When I don't get directed by it, I act on my own. I do my own thing. I come up with my own number system. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be in this. Now, it is real, though. And it's but it was real. It wasn't that they were trying to be off because he gave me no direction. And God is a God that gives you direction. That's what the Holy Ghost does. He leads and guides and directs you. That's why the first thing when you become born again, you should receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Holy Ghost leads, guides and directs you. I need to learn how to listen to the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. We try. We listen to the newscaster all the time. They tell you lies. And you, you go around repeating everything they tell you. Well, Fox News said. Well, Channel 6 said it's going to snow. My God, uh, my son was traveling back from, I got to quickly go. My son was traveling back from uh, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, that area on Monday, and, and I'm giving him the report. I'm telling him, well, the prophets told me. Hey, man, the prophet said, I said, I said son, you got to move early. I said, because I want you to get before it. You know, I didn't want you to get caught in it, you know, because he's coming from Pittsburgh. He's up in the snow. And then he's going to run right back into it. So I needed him to be, you know, say if he had that precious cargo on board. I mean, he himself is precious, too. Hey, man, I don't want y'all to hate on that. Now I'm a son and my, grand, my daughter-in-law precious. Hey, Amen. But they were on their way back. But I have repeated what somebody told me. I said, man, we're going to get 8 to 12. I said, you're going to run right into it. I said, by the time. And then I looked outside. And because I saw it with my eyes, it had to be true. I got up in the morning and I said, whoa, hey, well, I guess it's about to start. I said, here it comes. And because all last night I heard the. And I was like, man, I can't sleep because it's coming. I went and got my snowblower out. My neighbor's hollering, yeah, we're getting ready. <laughs> oh, y'all did the same thing? Because I had packed mine away for the, for the summer. I went and got gas. A lie have you doing things. All outside because you didn't hear God. Because I heard God when he told me, you okay with the snowblower being back here? I said, no, but the girl said. Because <laughs> I got to have it in the garage. I got to have it ready to go. You know? And I, I called my dad. Yeah, you got that thing ready? You know, I don't want you out there. You too old. I, I need that thing out there. I need it ready. 
He's like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, now I'm perpetrating a lie with others. Right. <laughs> Be careful of a lie. We'll call it, well, they just missed it. Well, they've been missing a lot. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, now watch this. Let's go to work. And we know that all things work together for to them that to them who are so God is always trying to bring that good back into my life. Amen. If I really love God, he's trying to bring that good back into my life. Somebody say amen. There are certain things that you and I now remember God is working for us and God wants you and I to walk in unity. He wants us to walk in agreement with his word. But there are certain things that we allow in ourselves that will cause division. Somebody say amen. And one of the things that God does not want is division. All right. Now watch this. Write this now. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Pardon. There are seven things. Write this down. There are seven things that cause uh, that causes division or disrupt unity. There are seven things that will disrupt unity and cause division. I want you to pay attention to this because it's leading up to this guy. Because this guy had these. This guy represented this. And sometimes I don't see it in myself, but sometimes you're representative. And I'm going to bring out some characteristics about this guy that's going to help you see. Now, watch this. There are seven things that will disrupt uh, unity and cause division. And you say, why are you doing this, Pastor? Why are we talking on this? It's because you have to understand who this guy is. Because you may be sitting on the side of it. No, somebody need to tell you. Somehow, some way, you may run into him. And you're going to have to know how to deal with this guy. All right. Watch this. There are seven things. Number one is envy. Envy is, I don't want it. Can't stand that you have it. Isn't that something? Envy says, I don't want it, but I can't stand that you have it. That's envy. Number two is jealousy. Jealousy is, is a killer. Jealousy is, I wish I had it. And I can't stand that you got it. That's why some things you walk in, there are some people just jealous. Some people just hate us, just to be haters. I can't stand that you got it. All right. I wish I had it. If I had it, I I treat it right. I do it right. Jealousy. Strife is, number three, strife. Strife is, I will do my best to cause disruption and defame you. Strife is, I will do, strife is, I will do my best to cause disruption and defame you. Greed is, man, this is going to get good, I'm telling you. Greed is, I look for self at the expense of others. I look for self Or I take care of myself over the expense of others. That means other people may need it, but I'm going to keep what I got so that I'll be all right. And see, sometimes we saw that. Now, I have to be real with you. We saw that sometimes when we we giving away tickets. You say, I ain't giving away tickets, but you got money to give away. That's greed. You just holding on to. Somebody say amen. Pride. Number five is pride. Pride is the overestimating of one's self and value. Pride is deadly because you think you more highly, you think of yourself more highly than what you really are. Amen. 
Number six is deceitfulness. Deceitfulness is masquerading with a hidden agenda. Masquerading. You're going to see something about this guy, Judas. He masqueraded with a hidden agenda. And see, sometimes we're so good at fitting in. But you're not with me. Oh, man, that's good stuff, man. Okay, oh, praise the Lord. Don't, don't, you ain't got to shout me down. Amen. Emulation is competitive desire to mimic righteousness with an evil desire. Emulation is a competitive desire to mimic righteousness. This means I mimic you. I mimic righteousness, but I have an evil desire behind it. There are three things that Satan wants to do to you. And you got to be careful that you don't become these or don't allow this. The reason why is because once you allow this, you could become that guy. And when you become that guy, you're either going to walk away. See, you're either going to put yourself on the throne. And if you put yourself on the throne, you just put Jesus back on the cross. That's good stuff. Hey, hey boy, teaching. Spirit of the Lord is speaking. Just listen. Satan wants to, you've heard me say this, Satan wants to corrupt your heart. In the process, he wants to corrupt your heart. Then he wants to corrupt your mouth. And then he wants to use that mouth, that corrupted heart, that now that mouth speaks. He now wants to use that to corrupt others. So now, is it, is it me? I have to ask the question, is it me? Is, did I give a open door to the enemy to corrupt my heart? To then corrupt my mouth. See, because you're going to see that's what Judas did. He gave an open door to the enemy to corrupt his heart. Oh, man, that's good, Father. Okay. He gave an open door. He told, I'm going to tell you later. All right. He gave an open door to his heart. Then his mouth got corrupted. And then he went and corrupted others. Somebody say amen. I got to be careful that I'm not allowing that in my life. Why? Because in church, people look at people different. In church, every one of you that are here today have a ter- either one of these hearts. Can I give it to you? Those of you listening to me, you have one of these hearts. You either have a committed heart. A committed heart says this. I'm establishing the word of God and the vision of this house. I'm establishing the word of God and the Vision of this house. Secondly, you have a corrupted heart. A corrupted heart is one that has been infected by satanic lies. The Bible says that this will happen. He sold us this in Acts 20 and 29. Let's go there quickly. Acts 20 and 29. We've read this before. But I think sometimes we lose sight. Somebody say amen. And thirdly, while we're going to ask, is an uncommitted heart. An uncommitted heart is saved but not yet established and is easily swayed. So one of those three hearts are abiding with you today. Look what the Bible says. For I know in this that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter into wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. This is Paul talking. He says people are going to come in. Look at this next verse. And he says, also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things. To draw away disciples after themselves. Next verse. Therefore, watch. Everybody say watch. watch. 
And remember that by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn everyone of one night and day with tears. Next verse, we'll go to the next verse and call it that. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I've got to be careful of what I'm listening to. Why? Because what gets in my ear gate can get into my heart gate and then it's coming out my mouth. Somebody say amen. amen. My heart has to be right because of four reasons or five reasons. Number one, my heart has to be right because my faith, it determines the level of my faith. That's why I cannot have a corrupted heart. I cannot allow my heart to become corrupted because once I become corrupted, my faith level now dissipates. Secondly, and you can, you can write down Mark 11, 23, 24. Secondly, I found out it determines the timetable for my manifestation. There are things I'm supposed to receive from God, but when my heart gets off, it delays my, my manifestation. Number three, it determines, watch this, it determines whether I will overcome or not. See, because I overcome by my faith. If I don't have faith, number one, I, my heart's got to be right so I can receive the faith that God has. If I have faith, number three says I don't overcome. Why? Because that has dissipated and gone because my heart is corrupt. Somebody say amen. It determines the effectiveness of my prayers. The Bible says in six, Psalm 66 and 18, Psalm 66 and 18, he said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So my heart has to be right. Somebody say, I just can't walk around and not protect my heart. Proverbs 4 and 23 tells me that I have to guard my heart. I have to watch over my heart. I just can't let anything in. I've noticed this. Can I talk as pastor and be transparent to you? I've noticed this. The offness I get comes from when I let something wicked in my heart. Did y'all catch what I just said? Only time I get off is when I allow something to get in my heart that shouldn't have been in there. When I allow something to get through my eye gate, something to get through my ear gate. And when I let those get in my eye gate and ear gate, now I let them get in my heart. Now it's coming out my mouth. And next thing I know, now I'm corrupting others. That's how it really works. See, nobody wants to pay attention to this, but you need to ask yourself, is it me? Matter of fact, why don't you go ahead and do that? Oh, no, you too dignified. Is it me? Yeah, some folk don't want to say that because you're already religious enough to know it's you. <laughs> See, when you can't say it's you, is it me? Because I'm going to tell you the 12 asked the question. And they were with Jesus. The 12 were with him. You just come to church. Say you've been with him. But yet the 12 was with him. And he said, but one of you are a devil. I knew you were a devil when you started coming. The devil, Jesus said, you didn't fool me. You fooled yourself. You thought with your money you were buying freedom, but you bought, your, you bought for yourself 30 silver. which you use against me, it really was putting you in bondage. If you were with Jesus at the time, would you have asked? Now, now, look at this. They walked with him, saw miracles with him, went out, laid hands on the sick, made the devils bow to him. And even the devil made him bow. Even the devil. 
the one that was called the devil was laying hands on the sick. Is it me? Or I'm going to show you, is it you? I'm going to show you because we have a tendency to have an air about ourselves and think we're here when really. Check yourself, check yourself. I'm telling you, you know, doing working on this sermon, I realized I had to check myself. And I have to ask myself, is it me? Am I going to am I going to walk away from Christ? Am I going to word betray you? See, you can be around the Pharisees and the set. There's a problem that I'm going to talk about. There's a problem when you hang out with the ones that want to hurt me. That's a problem. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to eliminate that. I'm going to get down with that. See, because, see, Judas hung out with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the more you hang out with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they'll make you sad, you see. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening. And remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord.